1: at this point in history if you had been reading if you didn't know the rest of genesis if you didn't know the rest of the bible and you had been there at that time in history and you didn't know what was going to go on you'd have to wonder in your mind if god was through with man after all everything he's ever done with man has turned sour He made man, they rebelled against him, he destroyed them, now he started over again, and now they're rebelling in an organized fashion. You have to wonder, is God through with man? Has God divided them up into uh, families of one language and and nations and territories, and he's just going to say, hey, go on your way, and that's it? I'm finished with you?
2: In case you're wondering what point in history we're talking about, it's the time of the Tower of Babel. If you know your Bible history, you'll recall that mankind had been in active rebellion for a long time and was trying to build a tower to reach heaven. But God not only knocked down the tower, He also confused their language so they were scattered into small language groups. Hello there and welcome to Verse by Verse, a radio Bible class led by Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve's 25-plus years of ministry at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida has grown to include this daily radio program. We are glad you could join us today as we launch into Pastor Steve's third message about the heroes of the faith described in Hebrews chapter 11. Now perhaps you're wondering what the Tower of Babel has to do with the heroes of the faith. Well, it sets the stage for Abraham. Abraham. Genesis told about the flood, and then in the middle of the genealogies of Noah's descendants, we come across this story that gives the origin of nations and people groups. The scattering of the people at the fall of Babel was the start of the nations. Far from washing his hands of the human race, God had a plan to use one particular nation for a special purpose, and he was about to begin that nation using Abraham. God was going to focus his attention on one people group and through them to bless His entire creation. Now, here is Pastor Steve with the details.
1: The Bible presents the ancient world as a world of sin, rebellion, death, corruption, and all other things that are associated with those horrible terms. The book of Genesis tells us the story of of Adam and Eve and their disobedience and how sin only got worse after them. Sin entered the world Through them. And the Bible says, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. But then as you read on in Genesis, it it only got worse. Uh, We read that it penetrated the human race, and it it broke the heart of, of the Creator. For example, the first man born was Cain. Born to Adam and Eve was Cain, and he turned out to be a murderer. He murdered his brother Abel. Then a few generations after Cain, there's a man by the name of Lamech. And Lamech, the Bible says, took two wives. And so he became the first polygamist. And so immediately you have the breakdown of relationships and the breakdown of the family. And it just continually got worse. Things got so bad on the earth that God in Genesis chapter 6 says, I'm going to destroy the earth. I'm going to destroy it. Just three sons of Noah will be alive, and I will build the world again through them. In fact, uh, let's turn there to Genesis, Genesis chapter 6. And actually, in Genesis chapter 5, you can read about uh, the story of death. Genesis 5 has one message. This one lived and this one died. Everybody but Enoch died. Why? Because sin had entered into the world. But in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 we read, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and the Lord, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. Now, God said He's going to destroy everyone but Noah and his family. And Noah had three sons, and from these three sons, the earth began to be populated again. But the heart of man was still unchanged. It was still wicked. And as long as man is wicked, no matter what system politically you have, no matter what environmental things you, you change, if you've never dealt with the heart, you're going to have problems. And that's exactly what happened. You know the story of the flood. God destroyed the world. Noah and his family survived. But then in Genesis chapter 11, this is the story of the Tower of Babel. And you see the trouble happened again because man's heart was continually wicked. And God never did change his heart here. Genesis 11 verse 1, now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. That is, you sort of have a feel that the whole population is sort of moving together. Aren't that many people? They're moving together. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them uh, thoroughly. And they used bricks for stone and they used tar for mortar. And they said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven. Now, this was... uh, a a ziggurat, this was had to do with astrology. They were not really trying to reach God in heaven because if you do that, you don't build on a plane, you build on a mountain. But so this had to do with false worship. And watch this, it says, and let us make for ourselves a name, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now, I don't understand all that was going on here, and I don't understand all the ramifications of this, but it appears that the major sin is that they they refused to, to spread out over the earth. And God said, multiply and replenish the earth. And they refused to do that. They said, we'll disobey. We'll stay in this little area. We'll build a ziggurat tower, an astrological tower, and we'll build a name for ourselves. It was organized rebellion. That's the sin here. Organized rebellion against what God had said. And so we see God responding in verse 5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they begin to do, began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Why? Because they're organized in their rebellion. Before it was simply uh, individual rebelliousness. Now they're organized. And God said, let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech because now they can't be organized. That's the point. So the Lord scattered them abroad uh, from there over the face of the whole earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel. This when someone is talking They're babbling if they're not talking in coherent speech because the Lord confused the language of the whole earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. So at this point in history, if you had been reading, if you didn't know the rest of Genesis, if you didn't know the rest of the Bible and you had been reading or you had been there at that time in history and you didn't know what was going to go on, you'd have to wonder in your mind if God was through with man. After all, everything he's ever done with man has turned sour. He made man, they rebelled against him, he destroyed them. Now he started over again, and now they're rebelling in an organized fashion. You have to wonder, is God through with man? Has has God divided them up into uh, families of one language and and nations and territories, and he's just going to say, hey, go on your way, and that's it? I'm finished with you. That's what you'd wonder if, if this is all that you had. And, and by the way, that's exactly what's happening here in that, uh, languages are being, uh, uh, they were created and they're developing and you have little territories springing up. This is where the nations of the world come from. And you wonder, is God through? Has he rejected the nations of families? And the answer is no. As you, as you well know, the answer is no. But watch this. Instead of dealing with mankind as a whole, at this point in the biblical flow of history, God changes his methodology. And instead of dealing with mankind as a whole, he chooses one man to build one nation, and from that one nation... He will reach the other families of the earth. God's methodology completely changed. Now, of course, this was all in the heart and plan, plan of mine. It wasn't uh, of God, the, the mind of God. It wasn't as if God was taken by surprise. He said, oh, look what they're doing. No, God knows the beginning from the end. And the way Genesis presents it to us, uh, it's in human terminology. God came down and God saw, and, but God knew all this would happen. And so that one man that God chose, to build one nation from that would reach all the families of the earth or the, or the families of all the earth is Abraham. Abraham. His name was Abram, exalted father, but God later changed his name to Abraham and he's introduced to us in Genesis 11. As you study the book of Genesis, it really makes sense. Everything kind of flows together and, but his name doesn't stop there. As you well know, Abraham's name is mentioned throughout the Bible because not only did Abraham become the father, of the Jewish people, but he also came became the father of everyone who believes in God. Everyone who believes today in Jesus Christ can say, as the Bible does, that Abraham is their father, their spiritual father. A Jewish person today who believes in Jesus can say, Abraham is my physical father as well as my spiritual father. A Gentile who believes in Jesus today can say that Abraham is my spiritual father. He is the model an example of what it means to trust God. He is the supreme example in Scripture of a man who trusted God.
2: There are several words and phrases that just aren't in God's vocabulary. I'm confident that God never says, Oops, I sure didn't expect that, or, Whoa, what a surprise. These are just things that uh, we wouldn't expect God to say. The list could go on, but I'm sure you get the point. When the people got organized and started that big tower, God knew from before the beginning of time that that would happen, and He already had a plan to deal with it. We've been spending some time in Genesis, but we're about to transition to Hebrews chapter 11. Pastor Steve will be reading from verse 8 and several following verses when we return from this short break. We would like to welcome those of you who joined us after the start of class. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. I would invite you to stay tuned at the end of class, and I'll tell you how you can visit our website and catch part of what you might have missed. Pastor Steve has been ministering since 1981 at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. If you ever find yourself in Clearwater on a Sunday morning and are looking for a place to worship, we would be honored to meet you. Lakeside can be found at 1893 Sunset Point Road, that is midway between US Highway 19 and the beach. Please stick around for a few minutes after the service. Pastor Steve would be delighted to meet you. Now let's return to class. Here is Pastor Steve.
1: So, when we turn to Hebrews chapter 11, and I'd like you to do that, it is not surprising that in this chapter that's given over to faith, it is called the Faith Chapter. Abraham is given more space than any other Bible character. Abraham is mentioned more times in this chapter dealing with faith than any other Bible character because he is the man of faith. And I'd like us to read, I'd like to read to you verses 8 through 19. And uh, we looked at a uh, a few of these verses last week and we'll pick it up again this week. But let me read it to you in its flow. Verse 8, "...by faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise, and those would be his son Isaac and his grandson Jacob." That's what it means. "...for he was looking for a city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God." By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful, who had promised. Therefore also there was born of one man, and him as good as dead at that, as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. All these died in faith, without receiving the promises, but having seen them, seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, Offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. And it was he to whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise men even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. Tremendous, tremendous verses. From these verses, we see five characteristics of Abraham's faith. There are qualities in Abraham's faith that we ought to be able to look at and say, that's the way I want to live. That's the way I want to to conduct my life because that's the whole purpose of this. God is not giving a, a history lesson. God is saying in context to the Hebrews of that day and by application to us, Look, you're going through hard times. You're being persecuted. Life is not easy for you. Understand life was not easy for Abraham. Life was not easy for Jacob. Life was not easy for Joseph. Life was not easy for Isaac. Life was not easy for Moses. And they have gone before you and they've made it. So as you wait for the Lord to return and as you plot ahead in this life, don't turn back, but have their kind of faith. And so that's the message to us. Really, by by knowing these truths and by applying these truths about faith, we'll be able to persevere. We'll be able to persevere through the tough times of life as we wait for Christ's return. Each one of us here has some problem that's going on in their life. If you don't have a problem, you're not human. It may not be as intense a problem as you've had before, but everybody has a problem, and everybody has difficult times, and everybody struggles at times with discouragements. We need to take, uh, take a good look at these verses and these truths and learn that this is the way to deal with discouragement, faith in God. And because there are so many flaky views about faith today, we want to be careful that we understand that faith is built upon Scripture. It is not wishful thinking. It is not, I said the word, and there's the word of faith, and it's going to happen. Um, that is not the way the Bible presents faith. Abraham is the great example of faith. And what are some of the characteristics? Number one, we saw last week, his faith was active. It was an active faith. When God called him, he responded, even though it says that he didn't know where he was going. That's in verse 8, by faith. Abraham, when he was called, meaning called from Ur the Chaldees, a very, uh, uh, in that day and age, modern city, center of civilization. When he was called, he obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. God didn't tell him all the details at first. He said, Abraham, leave, and I'll show you the place, and he did. When Abraham got there, he found that the Canaanite lived there, Even though this was his land, the Canaanite lived there. And uh, so his faith, we said, was active. It was responsive. Our faith needs to be like that. God tells us to do something, and we ought to just do it. You can't say, Lord, show me my whole life first, and then I'll decide if I want to obey you. That's what some people would like uh, God to do. Uh, I will obey you, Lord, if you just show me what tomorrow brings. No, God says you obey me today. You take one step at a time. If I showed you what tomorrow would bring, then it wouldn't be faith, would it? Faith is not, is not sight. If you knew what would come tomorrow, then it's not faith. Faith says, I obey what you show me today. So his faith was active. Secondly, it was patience. Because when he got there, the Bible said he didn't inherit the land right away. Verse nine, by faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. They were fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Whenever I whenever I read that, I want to, you know, break into a song. You know, there's a song about that. But uh, Abraham was patient. He waited for the fulfillment of God's word, and he lived in tents. He lived as a refugee in his own land. Why? Because he was focusing on his heavenly, eternal estate. Not now. He realized he didn't get too comfortable down here because that wasn't the end to him. Okay, so we said that faith is active. Abraham's faith was patient. A third characteristic, Abraham's faith was bold. It was fearless. It was daring. Verse 11 and 12, by faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore also there was born of one man and him as good as dead at that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Uh, There are times in our lives when God puts us in impossible situations, situations that there, there are no human solutions. You can worry about these problems, you can try to figure it out, and you cannot come up with a human solution. It absolutely looks hopeless and impossible. It is in those situations that God calls us to have faith and to trust him. And that's what happened with Abraham and Sarah. And really, before looking at these two verses, you must understand the background or these verses will just not have the impact on you. More than anything else in in life, Abraham wanted a son. He wanted a son. That was uh, the culture of the day, number one. That was the culture of the day. To, To not have a child in ancient times was a disgrace. It was absolutely a disgrace. People looked at you as if something was wrong with you. Secondly, Abraham's name, as I told you a few minutes ago, was first, Abram. Do you know that means exalted father? Do you imagine going through life with the name exalted father and not having any children? If someone said to you, so, uh, what, what's your name? They'd probably whisper, Abram. You know, Aaron. <laughs> what was that? Oh, exalted father. How many do you have? None. The Bible says that Sarah was barren. She was barren. It says that in, in Genesis 11, verse 30. It specifically states that. It isn't saying it just because he's, God is giving us information. It's saying particularly that Sarah is barren. She has no children. And then when God called Abraham in Genesis 12, the Bible says that, that the promise is that God will give him many, many descendants. And through his seed, meaning Messiah, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So God said, Abraham, I'm going to take you and I'm going to take Sarah and I'm going to give you children that uh, you can't even count how many children these will be. That's, that's amazing. So from Abraham would come a, a great nation of many sons and daughters, but he didn't have any. His name is Exalted Father, and he has no, no children. For many years, God didn't give Abraham even one child, let alone many sons and daughters. And I'll tell you what, Abraham, though he was the man of faith, was not a perfect man, and there were times where he was quite frustrated with what was happening in his life? Let's hold your place, if you will, on Hebrews and let's turn back to Genesis chapter 15. Because you must not get the impression that Abraham had perfect faith all the time. No, this was tested. And this is how God develops our faith, by the way. That's how you apply this to your life because God puts us through tests and brings us into impossible situations in which we are forced to, to fall upon Him and say, I trust you, or else be miserable.
2: We will have to wait until next time for that passage in Genesis 15. I hope you can join us then. So far in our lessons on faith from Abraham's life, we have learned that his faith was active, it was patient, and now we learn that it was bold. In the next class, Pastor Steve will flesh that out a bit for us. You have been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been teaching at Lakeside for over 25 years. God has blessed that ministry and it has blossomed to include this daily Bible class of the air produced by Verse by Verse Ministries. This is a faith ministry made possible by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who have first been faithful to their local church. Lakeside also operates one of the finest Christian schools in the area. If you have internet service, you can learn more about that at lakesidechristianschool.org. Lakeside offers classes from K-5 through grade 12. That's lakesidechristianschool.org. If you would like to hear today's class again, point your web browser to versebyverseministries.org. You can listen online or download the audio file for listening later. If you subscribe to our free podcasting service, you can be assured of not missing any of the classes. There is also a link for subscribing to our complimentary newsletter. The web address once again is versebyverseradio.org. Today's class was the first part of a three-part message. For a CD or cassette tape with Pastor Steve's entire message, with no announcements, please call us at 727-239-0306. Leave your name and a number, and we'll return your call during weekday office hours. That number again, 727-239-0306. In our next class, we will see that Abraham's faith, while it is certainly the best example we have, next to the Lord Jesus Christ himself, was not quite perfect. He did have his lapses, but that makes his faith all the more remarkable. With God's help, he was able to get past his failures and remember that with God, all things are possible. We hope to see you then.
0: We are here to give you strength between...